welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. That is our custom made by Lee Pence, by the way, um, called Johnny's Got a Girlfriend. I love that song, and it just uh, it just fits our show so well. So thank you, Lee Pence, for doing that track. You will hear from him on our radio show coming up Monday, every Monday at 1 to 2 p.m., streaming live on Facebook here and on the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacies YouTube, also on AM 1470 KBSN out of Moses Lake. So we are at a special edition today. Um, we're going to be talking about immune health. We're going to um, finish off what we started from Tuesday. And of course, immune health is very important on what is going on in the world right now. So we wanted to educate our listeners about this. Um, that's one of the goals of our radio show is to educate our consumers um, that they are in charge of their own health care. So let's go over a quick overview of what we went over Tuesday. And remember, we're talking about things we can control. There's a lot of things we cannot control, but there's a whole bunch of things that we can control. And let me tell you one thing I didn't talk about Tuesday about what we can control, and that's our attitude. There are really, if you listen to our radio show Tuesday, Monday, we talked about two, my brother was on our show, and we talked about two things that you can control, and that's our attitude, very, very important, and our effort. So what is our attitude and what is our effort? Those are things we can control, and we're going to get into more specifics about that um, later. And Tuesday, what we talked about as we talked about some things in general, um, a healthy immune system, uh, very, very important to have a healthy gut. If you don't have a healthy intestinal tract, you will not have a healthy immune system, chances are. So it all starts there. All of our nutrients are absorbed. Most of our nutrients are absorbed there. And um, we have a lot of great immunities in our gut. We have good bacteria in our gut that helps us um, for immunities. So we're going to go into a little bit more specifics about that. Um, one thing I do want to talk about again and hit again is um, we talked about hygiene, um, hand washing. 95% of all infectious disease can be prevented with proper hand washing. Okay. So that being said, um, that goes without saying, I guess. So that's very important. So now we're going to talk about more of the details of what we can do to strengthen our immune systems and more fortify your, our immune system. So follow along with me. We are trying to display the slides today while we're going through the presentation. So hopefully you can see those. I'll bet you they'd be pretty small on a phone. Um, but realize that we're going to have this whole program edited um, for content and put on our podcast forums like usual. And we will have the slides available. Uh, to to go through so you guys can go through those slides so um, as always listen to us on on youtube subscribe make comments um, also podcast forums like um, sound um, soundcloud um, itunes google podcasts so on so fortify your arsenal what does that mean you know just some um, little little uh, tidbits here maintain a good toolbox full of necessary repair supplies uh, how do we do that we can do that by by um, eating a good, healthy diet. Remember what I was talking about when I, I, I said whole foods, um, a good guideline, if it doesn't rot, don't eat it. Um, and then ensure your system has an ongoing fuel source to operate. So good, good food, okay? So micronutrients, what are micronutrients? There, there's, let's just talk about 
micro and macronutrients. You guys have probably all heard about macronutrients. I'm tracking our macros when we when we are tracking our diets. Um, macronutrients, macro means large. Um, so um, like protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Those are macronutrients, okay? But those are not th those are not the only things we need to, su to sustain ourselves. Those are good fuel sources for calories, so to speak. Um, but there, we need micronutrients to be able to absorb those calories appropriately and do the things in our body that that need to be done to protect our immune system and to make our to to, to make our bodies run optimally. Micro means small. Micronutrients, so micronutrients are like, you know, iron, selenium, minerals. Minerals are micronutrients. Um, vitamins are micronutrients. So micronutrients like vitamin B12 and vitamin C, those are micronutrients. Um, antioxidants are, are usually, are, are mostly micronutrients also. So, and they're in a lot of different supplements. So we're going to be talking about some supplements today. And what I want to make clear is that I believe supplements are just that. They are supplements, okay? So they're to supplement a good healthy diet already. They're they're not to they're not to try to work your way out of a bad diet. You cannot supplement your way out of a bad diet. Um, supplements are tools to go along with um, a good diet already. So I wanted to make make sure you guys are aware of that. Um, so mitochondria, your mitochondria is, the mitochondria is, think of it as the powerhouse of the cell. That's where the energy comes from in the cell. And those micronutrients are what um, help fuel the immune system to help defend you. So um, those, those micronutrients are very, very important in many different reactions. We won't get into a lot of detail of it, um, but just realize that they are, they are very, very important. So what's the sixth thing we can do to help make our immune system healthy? That would be operation damage control. So, you know, we do need to defend ourselves. Um, and and a good waste management system. So there are all kinds of toxins that we're bombarded with. And we could call bacteria toxin. We could call vi viruses toxins. We could call, um, you know, different poisons toxins. Whatever you want to, however you want to refer to them. Um, if they're bad for us, we need a way to eliminate them. So um, there are basically two elimination systems in the body, uh, two main ones, um, three if you include the skin. Um, but uh, we need a way to get rid of, of the bad stuff. So there's, we have the kidneys um, and we would do that through urination. The kidneys will um, take mostly water-soluble items and we would excrete them that way. We also have the liver. Um, we talked about the liver uh, a little bit yesterday and how it's important to have a, a good liver to function and to get rid of toxins. Um, regularly cleansing the liver, we're going to talk about that a little later with a product called Corastore, is a, is a great adjunct to a healthy immune system and just um, having good health in general. And it's simple in and out. Um, Hopefully we have good stuff in and then the bad stuff out is, is really is really what it amounts to. Now, there are certain things that do change that. Um, what what can change the, the things that we go in and how they're processed? So um, stress can change that. Um, by the way, stay tuned. We are starting to have a weekly podcast on um, 
items related to health. Um, so not only do we have a weekly radio show every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m., but we're going to start having a, a adjunct podcast uh, at 2, 2 to 3 p.m., um, depending on how long we go. Next week, is gonna we're going to talk all about stress. There's a lot of different things that cause stress in our bodies. Stress is a very broad, general term. Um, we're going to go into some, some of the specifics and, and things that you can control. So food, trauma, infection, environment, belly fat, you get the wrong stuff. It causes inflammation. Inflammation is not as, and if you think about it, in traditional healthcare, we shouldn't be surprised about that. If we look at the diseases, um, you know, I talked about it a little bit Tuesday, but anything with itis is a disease with inflammation in it. Gingivitis, you know, diseases of the gums, arthritis, diseases of the joints. Um, I'm trying to think of some more um, ulcerative colitis, you know, diseases of the of the colon. All of those are itises, and they're really they're really a form of inflammation and inflammation is not a bad thing, especially acutely. But if we have chronic inflammation going, going on, that's when it can cause lots of problems. Um, so yeah, the water soluble stuff goes through the kidneys and the skin. Um, really, I don't know if you guys knew this, but perspiration is really made in the kidneys and it's really just modified urine, so to speak. And that's how other toxins are, are, are released. Um, the colon is a lot of times liver stuff. It's not always water-soluble. Usually if it's water-soluble, it goes through the kidneys. So, okay, here's some of the things that, that that we can change, okay? Now realize, I get this, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. These are some ideas, okay? And the more that you can follow, probably the better. It's going to be, it can be difficult um, for sure. Um, so I'm going to go through some. So, Use non-toxic cleaning agents. That you know that that can be a, that's a very broad term. I understand that, um, and that's not might not always be easy to fix. But realize that soap and water, just plain soap and water, cleans a lot of things. You don't always need some of those powerful solvents that are can be toxic. So you know soap and water works very very well. Um, my wife is very good about reminding me of that, and that's what she uses to clean a lot of different things in our house. Um, clean furnace filters regularly. I will tell you, um, we change our filters in our pharmacy uh, once a month. We just have a company that comes in and they just change it once a month. That's way it, that way it gets done. For a regular home, that might be a little bit um, excessive, but I think twice a year, depending on your HVAC system, is a is a good routine to change your filters. And just if you can't remember to do it, put it in your calendar or you know, farm it out to a company to do it. That way it gets done. That's what I've done. Um, HEPA filters, you know, um, they they will filter out um, smaller particles and they're just more high, higher efficiency, right? That's what the, that it's, it's in their name. Um, avoid using pesticides and herbicides in the home and garden. Um, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe in that completely. It depends on how you, what you label a, a a pesticide and an herbicide. Um, realize that there's a lot of different natural um, pesticides. Um, the example I like to give is, you guys might not know this, but this is very interesting trivia. Um, nicotine is made in um, tobacco, right? Well, why does nicotine, why does a plant um, make something like nicotine? Nicotine is actually a natural insecticide. It is made in tobacco because 
insects can't eat it because they will die. So in, usually the, the tobacco plant does not have a problem with insects because it produces nicotine. So I do know people that have used nicotine to spray their, they, they make a nicotine solution out of chewing tobacco and they use it to spray their plants as a natural insecticide and it works rather well. I'm not saying that that's something that you should do. Um, and I do realize this too, that, you know, especially, you know, we live in an agriculture community here in Moses Lake. And um, I, you know, 100% love to all the farmers out there. I grew up working on a farm and um, there could be a very, very valid argument that could go on, could, could be a positive argument that if we didn't have pesticides and we didn't have herbicides, natural or unnatural, that the world might starve because we wouldn't have as high yield of crops. So I know that's a, that could be a political debate, but, um, you know, I would, I would welcome comments about that. I would love to hear about it. Um, so use non-toxic building materials and carpets whenever possible in any project or remodel. Some of these go without saying, um, you know, for years we used asbestos to, as building, as building material. And we, we know that that was bad for us. Um, and that goes to say with, with some other building materials there again, I think we have to be reasonable about it. Um, I know there's some things that are in certain carpets that, that can be a problem. Um, but like I said, we might not be able to follow all these to the T. Um, we can just, I'm just giving you some examples of what might, what might work. Um, I'm going to, so limit exposure to electromagnetic radiation, use filtered water. Filtered water is easy to get now. Um, any kind of refrigerator is easy to get it. I, uh, most of it has filtered water in the refrigerator. Um, organic whenever possible. And, and I welcome the debate, please. We, we, I don't mind, I don't mind a friendly debate. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily eat organic and I know a lot of my patients do, and I know a lot of um, people want to eat organic. Um, but there again, living in an agriculture community, I will tell you that there's some farmers that have a big debate with me and not necessarily with me, but they educate me on what organic really is. So, um, I, I welcome comments, please, please let me, you know, leave comments on our Facebook, um, or, or message me, um, avoid consumption of large predator fish. That's due to large, large levels of mercury. Um, that could be, a, that can, because of the other fish that they've eaten, um, use natural cosmetics, uh, nail polish and fragrances, um, fillings, um, the, um, old type of fillings, um, you know, the, the silver, the silver kind, those have a lot of toxins in them and maybe considered removal. Now I will tell you, I have a lot of friends that are dentists and they will argue that also there again, I think I need to be able to be educated on both sides and know both sides of it. The new fillings they have. Um, they call them composite, and for any of my dental friends, please help me out here. I'm not an expert in this by any means, but they call them composite fillings. And you know, one dentist told me that there's like 50 some ingredients in a composite filling that could be that that could be toxic. So I'm not saying those are bad. Um, I'm just saying that you know sometimes we can go overboard with these things. The important thing is is that we have we try to limit our exposure as much as possible, and that we have a healthy body to be able to eliminate toxins because that's what a good immune system should do because we are not going to be able to just completely stay away from toxins. We do not live in a bubble. 
So garbage in, garbage out. You guys have probably heard heard that before. So, you know, identify identify foods. And and when I when I'm saying toxins, I mean I, that's a broad category. And I don't want to. It's not necessarily poisons. It can be something that you might just be insensitive to. I mentioned that in Tuesday's topic, or in Tuesday's show. Um, you know, for instance, uh, food triggers. So there are a lot of people that they're not necessarily allergic to gluten. Um, they're just insensitive to it. So their body will amount a small immune response to gluten. Some people's will amount an allergic response. Um, so it's important to um, to know those food triggers. So um, and improve stress management. There again, it's hard to have a healthy immune system if you're under stress all the time. Stress consists of mental and physical stress. Okay. Um, tune in next Thursday. I will be going over um, stress and and how to how to deal with that. Um, reduce belly fat and and not just belly fat, but visceral fat. If you listen to Monday's second second hour episode with Dr. Sean O'Mara on health solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, you will um, listen to Dr. Sean O'Mara that talks about visceral fat and how unhealthy it is for our bodies. We, we all know, we have known for years that, um, you know, carrying around too much body fat is a big stressor on the body. So it's not just belly fat. Now there are, you know, the visceral fat or the belly fat is probably some of the worst because that central obesity right around our waist is what's been really, really associated with cardiovascular disease. Um, so that's why, that's why we talk about reducing belly fat, but just having a healthy body composition in general helps put our bodies on a lot less stress. Uh, exposure of environmental toxins. I already talked about that a little bit, but our livers, our liver, and our kidneys are what are what eliminates these these things, um, and, and and our skin, of course, too. So, um, Julian, did, did you want to say anything about um, Core Restore at all, and and a good a good cleanse? Yeah, I mean to touch up on Core Restore. Um, it's a, it's, it's a phase one and phase two upregulator. So our detox, our D our liver detoxification, there's, there's two phases, phase one and phase two, um, phase one, it requires certain micronutrients. It's, it's when it takes that fat soluble, uh, component, and then it turns it into an intermediate metabolite. And then that's when it goes into phase two through the one, the six conjugated pathways, and that's when it converts it into a water-soluble waste, just like you mentioned. So when we're talking about, um, and he mentioned it on number five, having optimal, uh, uh, on, on, let's just say, let's have your, op, your nutrient reserve optimized by taking um, supplementation in addition to your lifestyle modifications, getting those healthy nutrients from you know, very colorful uh, fruits and vegetables, um, also getting your macros in, um, but then having that supplementation to really support the, the overload of, he mentioned it earlier, toxins and stressors and harmful components that do need to be toxic, do, do need to be detoxified. If, if the demand is high, your liver, you want to make sure you're, you're supplementing it with things like core restore, which is a, which is a seven to 14 day program that really, um, one structure to give your liver um, a seven to 14 day break while upregulating phase one and phase two to ensure that both phases are running optimally. 
And then after that seven and 14 days, you're now on this, um, this path to a healthier, healthier lifestyle. Uh, so I, I do recommend doing the, the core restore kit. Um, I think now is a great time. I always think, um, once a quarter, I highly recommend it. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you can see the slides on here. Um, but if you are seeing my, these, these slides, if you, if you, it really goes into what toxins are. If you scroll down to the bottom, um, you'll see the two phases that I was describing. Phase one, phase two, fat-soluble toxins converted to metabolites. Um, and, then converts, and then those two phase two and then turns it into water-soluble waste. Um, I do want to emphasize really quick, and I, I get off on these tangents, is one, look at the nutrients required down here. And we are, we are showing the slides, Julian. So, uh, okay, our, okay. Viewer, our viewers should be able to see them. Okay, great. Yeah. So nutrients right here, just, just make sure you're taking a high quality multivitamin and don't, don't just go get it from you know, your, your standard retail store, get it from a professional. I really like what Sean's doing. I mean, he's, he's chosen to work with a professional grade supplement company, um, instead of, and, and instead of recommending just getting it from Costco or whatever, because he knows where the source is coming from, how it's formulated, the research behind it. Um, and not every multivitamin is made equally. So I highly recommend finding someone um, like Ortho. And I know I have a horse in the race, but um, I feel very confident about how we formulate. Um, and then the last part to wrap this part up is that the Core Restore Kit upregulates phase two first. The reason being is that when you have a, a overabundance of fat soluble toxins, phase one can typically operate a lot faster than phase two. So what it's happening is it's turning into those intermediate metabolites right in the middle. If intermediate metabolites get stuck there, those metabolites are actually more toxic than the fat soluble toxins. So you want to make sure that phase two is ready to go and ready to convert it into water soluble waste. So that's why the core restore kit is so great is because it focuses on phase two first, and then it focuses on phase one and phase two together. So you can eliminate the toxins. That, that's a good point. Right. Thank, thank you, Julian, for your expertise. Um, let me just piggyback off that. The thing that I like about the Core Restore is um, it starts, yes, it is a supplement. I get that. But one of the things it starts with is it, is it gives you a, a whole booklet of how to follow this program um, on how to cleanse your body. Um, and one of it, the most important part probably is the diet. Mm -hmm. um, and it starts with a good elimination diet. Uh, and, you know, you one of the things it does is, you, you know, no alcohol, no caffeine, um, water for the first 48 hours. So, you know, intermittent fasting is very, very important. Um, also, if you listen to the episode of Health Solutions Monday, Dr. Sean O'Mara talked about the importance of intermittent fasting. So, um, and, and then you slowly add foods into your diet. That's what an elimination diet is. You slowly add foods into your diet that are non-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you will see that when you add certain foods to your diet, that it causes you maybe some issues. So that's what I like partly about what I like about the core restore. It's not just the, just the supplement part, but it's also, I like the diet part because it's just a good, it can be a good diet to follow in general. So thank right. you for that expertise, Julian. Yeah. I like that. You, I'm just, uh, time. I just, I like that you tied the lifestyle part. 
I think that's that's the biggest part is that it doesn't just give you this supplement and says that hey, this is going to fix everything. It's 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 actually the supplement part is supporting the diet recommendation that's in that. Part. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep, supplements are made to supplement a good diet already. So let's go ahead and move on a little bit. So avoid diversions, um, number seven. So um, here again, it's just stress. Long-term and, and long-term physical or mental stress is going to weaken our immune system. Please tune in next Thursday at two o'clock. I'm going to talk more about this, but our bodies are not made to be under stress constantly. Our bodies have a good way to respond to stress, and usually the way we respond to stress is through our HPA, our HPA axis, um, and and through the adrenal glands. That's part of the that's part of it is the adrenal glands. Our adrenal glands, which are right above the kidney, um, help us to respond to stress. Um, it's where adrenaline is made. Okay, so we need to run from a tiger, or we need to. Um, kill the tiger, it's going to give us hormones, adrenaline's a hormone, also known as epinephrine, to help us kill that tiger. There's also more of a long-term uh, hormone that produces cortisol, which should be, instead of the short-term stresses, it's more for long-term throughout the day to prepare us for the stressors of the day. Again, tune in next next Thursday. I'll go into more specific details. But if we are if we are in overload all the time, whether it be from physical or mental stress, our bodies will not recover and we will not have a healthy immune system. And when you look at history of people, a lot of patients I see in my practice, when you look at um, when they have gotten cancer or when you look at when they have um, gotten really sick from an infection, whether it be viral or whether it be bacterial, many times you could ask them a question. So when you got breast cancer when you were 38 years old, was there anything that precipitated that? Was there anything really traumatic in your life that happened? Oh, well, yeah, I tragically, one of my kids died in a car accident. And, you know, obviously that's a big stressor. And those components um, can lead your body to weaken immune system and to, um, you know, which will make you susceptible to all kinds of viruses and bacteria and, and even cancers because our immune system is what fights off cancers too. So um, what can we control? We can't always control the events that happen in our life, but we can control how we, we react to them. Um, and good lifestyle choices already. So if we already have a healthy diet, if we already have a healthy diet and we have, um, we're getting good rest and, we, and we're moving and we're exercising, that's going to make a big difference already if we have a stressful event in our life. So um, those are things that we can control every day. Every day we can control those things. So we should always be prepared for that. It's, it's like training for a race. We should always be prepared, always be training our body for it. Um, I, I talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the fight or flight, um, you know, some other things that are little tips that might mean that you have some issues going on with uh, chronic stress. Um, I talked about immunity, but also fertility. Um, we commonly see it, young women that uh, have a hard time getting pregnant. Many times it's due to some kind of stress going on in their life. Um, digestion, there again, most of our, most all of our immunities and many other of our body functions um, happen through the gut, at least first. That's how we are able to repair and 
and and prepare for for issues. So if we're not if we don't have good digestion, then it, we're not gonna. A lot of other things downstream are gonna suffer. Um, blood sugar. I'm gonna go into more of that about that. That's a big stressor. I'm gonna go into more about that Thursday next Thursday. So so stay tuned. Belly fat. We already talked about. Um, one stressor to avoid is you know high glycemic foods. Sugar bombs. We're, we're putting that on the slide. Sugar bombs, um, high glycemic foods, and drinks. Um, you think about the world that we live in with processed foods and how high, how high they are in sugar content and what kind of a sugar rush they give us. Um, that alone creates a cascade of events downstream um, to cause, you know, increased insulin release. Um, Long term, that is really bad causes insulin resistance and um, inflammation, lots of inflammation in our body. So stay away from high glycemic foods. Uh, we'll go into that more next next Thursday also when we talk about stress. Here's a, I wouldn't call it a fancy slide, but there's just a, it tells you what all's going on when we have um, excess body fat and realize that one of the things that triggers our body to store fat is stress. So cortisol produced in our adrenal glands is a body that it is a hormone that prepares our bodies to fight or flight. Okay. And what it does, it's like, okay, well, I need to hold on to everything I can, including fat. So if you have too much stress and high cortisol, you will have a hard time losing weight um, because you have too much cortisol. So stay tuned more on that next Thursday. Uh, so we need to balance balance those things uh and some things we can control some things we can't again all of this underlying most disease are caused due to inflammation um inflammation chronically is not necessarily a good thing so um short term sure we need it for pain for swelling to help us heal when we have an acute injury but long term if we have chronic inflammation um there is going to there there could be problems in our body so this is where we talk about deploying reinforcements. And this is where we're going to talk about more specifics about supplements. And there again, I want to make it clear that lifestyle changes is the most important. If you are not eating right, if you are not resting and you are not exercising, it does less good to take supplements. Okay. You need to be doing those three things first. All right. Um, but here's, we're going to talk about some reinforcements. So, um, Immunomodulating agents. So, um, Julian, I am going to let you talk about, how about we talk about, would it be good to talk about SBI Protect right here? Julian, you still with us? Yeah, I think it'd be great to talk about Virusid right now. Virusid, okay. Let, let's, talk, let's talk about Virusid. Yeah, so if we're going to talk about Virusid, what I really, I don't, are the slides up yet? Can they see it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, if we look at this, this is going to be our formulation that is going to be our um, formulation that we've had in our line for uh, for years now. And it's, it's, it's primarily for um, um, acute and chronic viral infections, um, specifically more cold and flu. Um, and this is using all natural agents in addition to raw material, um, um, minerals and vitamins that are going to help uh, support the function of your immune system um, while increasing your antioxidant reserve. Um, if we actually scroll to the ingredient list, 
I like to highlight um, three mechanisms of action, right? That's attack, defend, and restore. Um, I'll start with attack. Astragalus, Black Elderberry, Angiographis, Echinacea, L-Lysine. You're going to be more and more familiar with these raw materials because you'll see a lot of articles today that are now getting published and there's more research coming out on um, these antiviral natural uh, natural substances with really minimal to no uh, adverse effects. So what's exciting about those raw materials specifically is those are the ones that actually attack the any type of virus, more antiviral. And that's what is actually, that's what we've seen reduce the cold and flu symptoms dramatically anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. So instead of having cold and flu symptoms that last five to seven days, maybe even two weeks, you're looking at uh, reducing the, the, the cold and flu down to 24 to 48 hours with this formula. Um, defend, defend. We're going to, we're going to supplement with vitamin A and zinc, which we know are com imp very important components for our immune function. Zinc is something we don't store. So it's good to always have that supplementation, whether it's through diet um, or through a supplement um, and then restore. These are typically vitamin C, B12, panathenic acid, uh, those are areas that are typically depleted when you do have any type of viral infection. So we're restoring those nutrients. Um, so again, to summarize it, there's three mechanisms of action with virusid. It's attack, defend, restore. Uh, Sean mentioned, you know, th this isn't meant for COVID-19. I know that's the, the, the big number one issue right now. This is meant to just give you some additional support to give your immune system a better fighting chance against any type of viral infection. Right. Um, I do, we went over Core Restore. I do want to back up, and I know we talked about this on Monday, but I want to show you the images. If we go to SBI Protect um, and scroll down, um, SBI Protect is serum-derived antibodies. It's IgGs. And what we've done with this formulation, um, it, it's... It's, it, it's, it's a well-studied formulation. It's in a powder or a capsule, but we talked about how the 80 to 80% 80 of the immune system is in our gut. That's because 80% of the threats are also in our gut. SBI is something you take orally that's gonna help bind to the, the threats that are happening in the gut to reduce um, the accelerant or the, the harmful substances that cause your immune system to become hyperactive. So it binds to things like lipopolysaccharides, some viruses, C. diphtoxin A and B, peptidoglycan. Uh, so a wide variety of components that cause your immune system to be compromised. This is going to bind to it, neutralize it, and um, help it get removed through waste instead of getting into your into your uh, blood system. So talk a little bit. You talked. Thank you for that, Julian. You're you're an expert in this field, and we really appreciate your expertise. Um, Talk a little bit. You talked about a good multivitamin, multimineral. Talk about Mitocore. How does that fit into the equation? Yeah. So what I like about Mitocore is if um, Mitocore is a multivitamin with an emphasis on cellular energy. And I always like to talk about the research that supports this. And that was a study done by Dr. John Kaiser down at UCSF where he, he puts together these formulations of nutrients, antioxidants, and uh, minerals, vitamins. Um, and he put together a blend uh, to help increase cellular energy. And then he did a study on patients with HIV 
and they were both doing the antiretroviral heart cocktail therapy. But then one group was also doing a similar formulation to Mitocore. That group that that uh, did Mitocore increased CD4 count up to 24%. Wow. So why this is so relevant is that th- this, this formulation essentially optimized patients with HIV, patients who are very immunocompromised, it helped increase their or sub, uh, optimize their immune system up to 24%. So my, my question is, what can that do for everybody else? So right. something that I highly recommend, it has lipoic acid, carnitine, which help, help which makes it more efficient in getting glucose and fatty acids into the mitochondria. It also has NAC, which is a precursor to glutathione. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the most anti, uh, abundant antioxidant in our body, which will help reduce the the free any type of free radical damage that has occurred as we battle these viruses. Um, and then to support those three raw materials, NAC, lipoic acid, and carnitine, it has a full load of methylated B vitamins, vitamin A, C, D, all of these um, high quality minerals and vitamins to support um, the the areas that I mentioned, whether it's your immune system, zinc, uh, vitamin A, or it's detoxification, like Sean mentioned. Uh, these are all in there to support um, anything that requires energy, which is about, which is pretty much everything the output, right? Right. And and speaking of methylated, um, methylfolate, methylated vitamins, methyl B12 yeah. and methylfolate. So speaking of those, what the methyl group does is the, just like you were talking about, it helps us to detoxify in other pathways. So I will tell you this, um, if you want to, you want to see what kind of quality multivitamin that you are taking, if it does not have methylcobalamin, um, it is probably not a, a high quality, uh, multivitamin. Um, most of the inexpensive, more in, less expensive vitamins will have cyanocobalamin. And cyanocobalamin is, a, is typically known as the common B12. And it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's less expensive than methyl B12, um, methylcobalamin. And I think there's really no reason you shouldn't have methylcobalamin in a formulation because even if you don't lack the gene, which is called MTHFR, um, 10% of the patients lack um, a way to uh, methylate, so they need methyl donors. Even if you're not part of that 10%, I think it's just worth taking a, a, a multivitamin with methylcobalamin in it. I agree. Um, so, Julian, we talked a little bit about probiotics yesterday, um, yeah. orthobiotics. Can you tell us about orthobiotics and what sets... Uh, you know that that's obviously probiotics are going to help help keep our GI tract healthy, the good bacteria in our in our intestinal tract. Um, tell us a little bit about orthobiotics and what separates orthobiotic a- apart. Uh, so you mentioned on uh, Tuesday, it, it is um, a multi-strain probiotic. So it has seven different strains. It has Saccharomyces boulardii, which is really a hearty strain that that cle- that has been shown to eradicate C diff. Um, so it creates, it helps create space for your beneficial bacteria to thrive. Um, and that's, that's what's also in here, lactobacillus bifidobacterium. Um, I'd say the three big things that really stand out to me, that is w- the difference between us and, um, and any other probiotic is one, it's one of the most diverse probiotics on the market. I mean, we are using, 
um, seven different strains that show up on different areas of the phylogenetic tree. Um, and we know that the, the more diverse your gut is, the better. Um, it's shelf-stable non-refrigeration. Um, we, we do stability testing ongoing for every batch to ensure that what we say is in our product, what we, the dosing we say in our product is there at the end of the year. I think that's a big thing. And I, I really challenge anyone buying retail supplements to look. If, if they're putting manufacturing dates, um, keep in mind all they had to prove was that when they made that product, it had that in there. It doesn't have, they don't have to prove beyond day one, day a year, day one, uh, month one and year one. So uh, really challenge the, the, the products that you, you pick up. Um, the, yeah, it's that, I mean, to really go back to it, the, the formulation just, it's really well done, really well studied, um, acid bile resistant, uh, formulation. Um, it also has lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. You've probably seen culturel on the commercials has the exact same strain as culturel, uh, as culturel, which is the most studied form of rhamnosus. Um, I mean, to to be honest, it, it really comes down to choosing a professional grade probiotic and that's what orthobiotic is. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in it. Um, I take it myself, uh, my kids take it. And anytime a patient has any kind of gastrointestinal related problems, that's the first thing I address is a good mm -hmm. probiotic. Yeah. Okay, so last but not least, um, vitamin D3. I love talking about vitamin D3. Um, and vitamin D3, this is what I, I tell anybody this. If you're going to pick one supplement to take, if you're only going to take one supplement, vitamin D3 is probably it, in my opinion. And here's why. So especially us up here in northern latitudes, um, we don't get direct sunlight because we're not at the equator. So the way it hits the hits hits us is is totally different, especially in the winter. And of course, in the winter we're not out. We don't stay out in the sun very much. And of course, in the summer, what do we do when we go out in the sun? We use sunscreen or we wear sleeves to prevent to prevent sunburn. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But what happens? So, vitamin D is produced in our skin in response to sunlight. All right. And vitamin D3 is the active form of vitamin D. There are some other vitamin Ds out there. Vitamin D2, it has to be converted to vitamin D3 to be active. So vitamin D3, also known as cholecalciferol, is the active form of vitamin D. It's the one that I believe you should be supplementing with. Now that being said, vitamin D3 is a fat-soluble vitamin. What does that mean? It means it's not, it's stored in our bodies. It's stored in, in, in our fat. Vitamin D3 has a cholesterol backbone. That's what makes it fat-soluble. Um, it is stayed in our, it is produced in our bodies and has a half-life of up to 19 days. So you don't have to take vitamin D3 every day. It's not that you can't. Um, it's just that you can take it uh, in, you could take it at higher doses, you know, maybe once a week. So that's the most common one I recommend. I recommend a high dose vitamin three, vitamin D3, 50,000 units once a week, um, which ends up being about 7,000 units a day. Most patients need between five and 10,000 units a day to have an optimal level of vitamin D. And what, what do you, would you like to add to that, Julian? John, I think you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think you absolutely nailed it. I'm, I'm, I was like, I was 
things as you like as I was thinking of it. You were saying it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's absolutely right. Everybody uh, in the northern latitude. I mean, you should be supplementing vitamin D. A lot of their original research on vitamin D was done on bone support, um, but now the emerging research where you need to be recommending or supplementing about 5,000, 10,000 IUs is looking at all of the different chronic conditions that are causing your vitamin D levels to become uh, more, or your vitamin D levels to become low. So I do highly recommend testing. Look at your vitamin D levels so you know exactly how you should be supplementing this. Um, but But being up where we are, up in Washington, um, Idaho, Oregon area, um, I, I highly do recommend, um, supplementing about 5,000 I use daily. Yeah. And let me just add to that too, about vitamin D and bone support. I, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because in pharmacy school, basically that's what we learned. What vitamin D was, was good for was it was good to help, help to pull calcium into the bones for, for bone density, for your bones. And that's all I learned it was for. I also learned that, you know, it's a fat-soluble vitamin, so you have to worry about overdosing on it. So, um, you know, a regular dose was 400 units, and you didn't want to go any higher than that. Um, most traditionally trained medical doctors um, were also taught the same thing. So some, now it is getting better, partly because if so much education is going on about how important vitamin D is and how important optimal dosing is, um, so I think a lot of times you'll see that um, more traditional medical, the more traditional medical system is seeing the higher doses of vitamin D. Um, here's what I suggest. Look at your vitamin D. Your vitamin D, you're, you're not getting enough vitamin D in your multivitamin. Hardly ever do you. Um, you're not getting enough multi, vitamin D in your, in your calcium. They put some in there. Um, but usually it's not enough. Usually you always have to supplement separately with vitamin D and make sure your levels are optimal, not just normal. A, a, a normal a normal level is 30 to 100. But if your level is 31, that's not optimal. I like to see levels of 60 to 100. That's what's an optimal level. Now I talked about vitamin D having a cholesterol backbone and we talked about, Julian talked about it doing so many other things in our body. So one of the reasons why vitamin D affects so many things in our body, including our thyroid function, including our immune system, um, is because it is a hormone in itself. It's got that cholesterol backbone like a hormone, and it does a lot of different things in our body because of that. So, you know, cholesterol gets a bad, bad rap, but of course, without cholesterol, we would die. So um, vitamin D is so important in so many ways. Um, I am going to be, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be doing a presentation on vitamin D um, and thyroid alone. So stay tuned for that. So um, I think that's about wraps it up. Julian, do you have anything to add? Uh, I would say if you're, if you haven't, let's do it, check out his Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, to, to be able to view this content. I think it's important for everybody to be, have a better understanding of what they can do and what they have control of. Like you mentioned from the beginning of how they can support their immune system. Uh, I really like that. You're going to be doing that talk on stress, uh, next week. I, I, I think it's, I think it's important, especially now that more, more than ever is I mean, people are stressed out, don't know what's going on. There's a, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty and to be able to support them and educate them on what they can do with uh, stress um, as far as lifestyle plus diet plus uh, supplementation. I think 
what you're doing on Health Solutions is, is, is really awesome, Sean. Awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of it, Julian. And that wraps up another show. Please stay tuned. Um, Monday, we are going to have um, Lee Pence on our radio show, 1 to 2 p.m., um, as always, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And then we're going to have Heidi Meyer also from Body Benefits. She'll be talking about yoga, and um, she's a nutritional coach also. So stay tuned for that. And also, next Thursday's podcast, which is going to be a weekly thing now, uh, we'll be talking about, about stress. So stay tuned. You have been listening 